Welcome to another edition of Mind of a Madman, brought to you from STS Studios. Uh, this week we're joined by Landon. He hasn't been here for a little while. He's been busy, but uh, he's here tonight. So say hi, Landon. Hey, guys. So uh, this week we're going to look at uh, Secrets of the Sphinx. Um, you know, everybody, when they talk about ancient Egypt, you know, they always talk about, you know, the Sphinx, or, uh, I mean, uh, you know, the Great Pyramids and the Pharaohs, but the Sphinx doesn't really get its just due, and there's a lot of secrets, of, you know, around the Sphinx that really doesn't get talked about much, especially not in, in, in mainstream science, so we're going to look at a lot, at, at a couple of the secrets around the Sphinx, but before that, as always, we're going to look at, uh, the news. Our first story, this is something that, uh, we've talked about on this show briefly, I have, I actually have an episode coming up very soon about this. Um, and it's been talked about in conspiracy and like, uh, like in like crypto circles and conspiracy circles stuff. And that there are, uh, that there are, uh, uh, actually, uh, pyramids on Antarctica buried underneath the ice. And, you know, you know, for a long time, it was just said that, you know, it's just the way the ice is, ice was, well, now the ice starting out in, in Antarctica, they're starting to come through, and you actually start to start seeing a little better. And there's actually a story in mainstream news. Uh, this is from the Daily Express, which is like an online newspaper kind of thing. Um, I found this article. I thought it was kind of interesting. So, uh, you know, and this just came out 11 hours ago. So let's see uh, what the article says. Like I said, I haven't read it yet, but I'm pretty sure I know where it's going. So let's see this. Uh, a mysterious plant. Uh, it, it's entitled "Mysterious Pyramid Spotted Hiding Beneath Ice in uh, in, uh, in Antarctica." Sparked frenzy online. A mysterious pyramid has been spotted below the ice in Antarctica, sparking a frenzy online among conspiracy theorists. The formation was located using satellite images taken over the southern part of Antarctica's Ellsworth Mountain Range. The location in question is found at coordinate 79 degrees, 59 minute, 39 seconds, 0.25, and 81 degrees, 25 minutes, 32.32 seconds west. So there you go. That gives you the exact coordinates if you want to find it, uh, which has been a multi-search spot on Google Earth. A number of peaks can be seen appearing to push through the snow, one even measuring two kilometers in each direction of its square base. The design is similar to the Great Pyramid of Giza, Egypt. Talking to Twitter, one or taking to Twitter, one user said, "How, uh, wait, how how do they move the pyramids from Egypt to Antarctica? Some even some have even wildly claimed that they are linked to the to the Illuminati. Others have offered even more outlandish ideas. One user wrote, "The structure belongs to the civilizations that existed before the flood, around 10,000 years ago, in uh, when Antarctica was was warm." And they're referring to before what they call uh, the uh, Younger Dryas period, which uh, uh, that's another show that we're working with. Yeah, you know, I mean, I already have it written. I just got to get done here. And basically, the, 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 the Younger Dryas was was uh, <clears throat> basically a real short Reader's Digest version of the of the theory is that the Younger Dryas was a period when first there was the era before where uh, um, like a, there's an ice age, and then you know the Earth all of a sudden war, warmed up quick, and what they think, what at least what what people of the younger Dryas theory proposes that a ma that a massive comet hit, um in the uh in uh in the Arctic Circle somewhere and melted all all the glaciers instantly and caused a worldwide flood, flooded everything out, and then um another ice age hit and froze everything. But anyways. 
they're saying that basically there was a, a, a civilization as advanced, if not more advanced, than our current civilization, but this massive flood wiped everything out. Uh, but like I said, we'll get into that later on, a future episode. But So around 10,000 years ago, before the Great Flood, which is written about in multiple, we talked about uh, the Great Flood a while back on on the show, how there's multiple... Um, how you know every every major culture in the world has a flood story. You know that you know, you know it's in the Bible, it's in uh, uh, the uh, Babylonians, uh, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, uh, the Chinese, uh, the Australian Aborigines, Native Americans. They all talk about a great flood. So something definitely happened. So, anyways, back to the article. Uh, the structure belongs to the civilization which I just mentioned, which existed before the flood around ten thousand years ago when Antarctica was warm. But they're saying that there's a there might there might be a far simpler explanation. It might be a mountain. The Ellsworth Mountains are the highest mountain range in Antarctica and stretch 4,000 kilometers. The British Arctic edition or expedition of 1910 to 1913 discovered the very mountains. It was called the Pyramid to keep the true nature of the discovery hidden from others at the time. Dr. Mitch Darke a geologist at the German Research Center for Geosciences in Potsdam told <clears throat> told the, this, this paper the the pyramid-shaped structures are located in the Ellsworth Mountains, which is a range more than 4,000 kilometers long, so it's no surprise there are rocky peaks peeking out above the ice. The peaks are clearly composed of rocks, and it's, no co- and it's a coincidence that this particular peak has, a, has this shape. It's not a complicated shape. So it's not a special coincidence either. By definition, it is a non-talk, which is simply a peak of rock sticking out above a glacier or an ice sheet. This one happens to be shaped like a pyramid that doesn't have any any human construction. Antarctica is Earth's southernmost continent. Okay, so this is just going to talk about Antarctica. And funny thing is, though, well, first of all, if you look at this picture, Lane, can you see the picture from where you're sitting at? Yeah. Is that that looks like a man-made pyramid? It does, yeah. I mean, the angles are just too perfect. It's too, it's too symmetrical. For that to be natural, that'd be that'd be incredible. For that to be a natural phenomenon. Um, like the one thing I know is with like um national, like with like um national phenomenons, it has to be like there's no way that like it can be like um like um symmetrical because like because like I mean like if you look at like glaciers up by like um um. Antarctica, there's like um, glaciers up there that don't even look similar on like 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 half of it will look like different from the other half. Right, and like, I mean, it, it, I guess it can happen naturally, but it's for something this size. Um, that has that has to be man-made. And what's funny about this is, you know, you try right now, you try going to Antarctica. Yeah, you can't go there. You have to, you know, have special clearances and, and you know, and special uh, uh, permissions. You can't go to anywhere, and you have to you you can only go to certain places that you're escorted. Yeah. If you can even get there, because it's it's it's, it's for scientists, it's not it's not open to the public. It's not open to the general public. I mean, you uh, you know, so why why is this such a, a you know a, a hidden spot? Why is this so? Yeah. You know, there's something here. Um, did you know that there's pyramids all over North America, too, hidden in our, our woods and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so pyramids are all over the world. Whatever happened about 10,000 years ago, that... I saw that I saw that on um, TikTok about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, a podcast that I listened to off and on. Like, they were saying about, like, possibly, like, um, 
pyramids being hidden within the forests of the U.S. Yeah, there's, uh, and there's tons of pyramids that are hidden throughout you know, the, you know, the Amazon jungle and whatever. It just shows that whatever civilization was around ten thousand years ago. Yeah, they try saying that you know they couldn't communicate across vast distances. That's crap because uh, why does every civilization all over the world building building these pyramids? Yeah, they're obviously communicating with each other. They have to, they had to have had some kind of travel. There's something you know we yeah. were, you know they weren't stupid you know cavemen building things out of stones and rocks. Exactly. When, there's there's a lot more to the story. We just we just don't know like, it yet. The like the way how like I can see it as like they're either communicating with each other somehow through these pyramids, or they're building these to be worshiping something like gods. Well, see, the part of the younger driest theory is that you know they use these for uh, they use these for power plants that they actually generated electricity with 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 the, with the other pyramids. Okay. And uh, it has to do with with your running water and the stone that it's built out of, and that'd be a good idea for another episode too. But uh, yeah, so let's move on because we were yeah we just burned ten minutes on one story, so we got a couple of stories to get through. <laughs> the next story, so it, you know, unless you unless you're living underneath a rock, uh, you definitely you know have have, have heard about this. Yeah, I mean, unless you've been really busy and you haven't been able to watch TV or listen to news or anything. Right now, the Senate is having a hearing on UAPs, UAPs, a.k.a. Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. That's what the government's calling UFOs now. They're not calling UFOs no more. It's UAP. So it's an unidentified flying object. It's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. It'd be anything that happens in the sky. Why? Because, I mean, like, it's been always been known as UFOs, or an Unidentified Flying Object. Why are they now changing it? That makes no sense whatsoever. To confuse the public. It doesn't seem so... Doesn't have the same stigma as UFO because you know when you say UFO, what's the first thing that you think of? Aliens. Exactly. UAP means it, it's something that's happening in the sky. It doesn't it, don't know what it's tied to. It could be natural. It could be man-made. It could be potentially alien. It could yeah. be time travel. It could be anything. So it covers everything. So, um, <clears throat> they're having hearings right now because you know Congress wants to get to the bottom of what's really going on. Yeah. Mainly because there's billions, if not trillions, of dollars being funneled into these black accounts. The Congress wants to know where this money's going, because they want it for yeah. their own, because you know they, they want to put this money to their own interest and not spend it on UFOs. Yeah, because I mean, like the thing is, that, like I bet you five bucks right now that like the Congress has no idea where about like a fourth of the money is going to. You have no idea how much money is being funneled off into these bogus accounts and bogus. Focus expenditures into the budget. Exactly. You know, the military sucks up so much of this money and they don't know where it's going. Exactly, because, like, you could even think, because, like, they could just think it's, it's like, it's just going to, like, normal, like, um, scientific Well, see, funding. we have, we have black, black programs in the military that they don't tell Congress because, it, because of national security. You know, we keep these programs secret, you know, and it's, Need to know basis. So if you don't need to know what what they're doing, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. So, anyways, um, some of the highlights so far have been um, there. There's a gentleman. His last name's Gresh. He's been interviewed, and he has confirmed that we do have captured alien technologies, crafts. We have recovered um, the bodies of these pilots. He didn't say aliens. He said non non-human entities, or not. Non-human biologics. 
Which okay. means it's a biological creature, and they're not, they are not humans. I mean, like... And they asked him if anybody's been hurt to protect the secret of UFOs by the government. He said yes. And when I asked him oh, if... tons of people have been. And when they ask if anybody's been murdered to keep the secret, he wouldn't answer it. He said, i got to be careful what I say. I'm not at liberty to disclose this in this setting. I can do it in a more private setting. But the, the yes. hiding, the hiding secrets oh, behind people's mouths. So this article is written by uh, Cassandra Yorgis, and basically, it, you know, and it's entitled Space Communicator Weighs In on UAP Hearings. This is her perspective of the these hearings. Okay. It's a weird time for people who think about, or who think about outer space professionally. Now that the government stance has gone from UFOs and aliens absolutely do not exist to, uh, actually, we might have a secret program, but we don't know. Uh, for the most part, reputable scientists have not previously given any weight to the idea that the government has been secretly collecting and studying aliens or their technology. It's become accepted to hype to to uh, uh, to, to hypothesize extraterrestrial life is out there somewhere, just not here. This that's changing now that the elected government officials are also seeing things they can't explain. And having whistleblowers step forward saying the, the military is, in fact, hiding these things from both the public and the highest-ranking elected officials of the country. Okay. Popular media figures who often translate science discoveries into more palatable explanations are now being looked to for explanations on the White House Representatives Oversight Committee hearing on UFOs, which they don't have. They are largely in the same boat as the rest of the public, wondering, what is the world going to do? Or what, what in the world is going on? Unless they happen to be a highly ranked military contractor with super duper top secret security clearances higher than all of Congress, there isn't much to do except speculate on the stories of three men testifying in a public hearing about what they saw. One of the weird... Be oh my gosh, my language or my, my, my reading is killing me tonight. One of the weird bureaucracies... Bureaucrat oh my god, one more time. One of the weird bureaucratic quirks of the government processes seemed to be that it might not actually be illegal to withhold alien contacts from Congress. But it is definitely illegal to misappropriate funds provided by Congress to study, to secretly study anything. So, you know, just basically, you know, you know, you know this article is pretty brief, but it's just basically saying that, you know, you know, we're getting stories from these whistleblowers that are coming forward, but you know, we we don't. You know, Congress really doesn't know really doesn't know any, any more than we do. But like I had said before, even before we even read the article, they're worried about the money. Yeah, they're worried about where that money is going because they could put that money somewhere else that, that they would rather put it. You know, into their into their constituents' hands or to the hands of someone who supports them. So yeah. it's all about money. It's the only reason Congress cares. Our next story is UFOs possibly traveling under cover of storm in upstate New York. A couple set out to record a thunderstorm in slow motion in hopes of catching a lightning strike. But instead, they caught a mysterious dark object moving impossibly fast just under the clouds. And I think it could be a UFO. The stay-at-home mom has clearly read some criticisms of other potential UFO footage and goes out of her way to drop that recording that goes out of her way to drop the recording stats says the footage was recorded in a super slow motion at 960 frames per second. If that's the case, the object whizzing by was ridiculously fast. 
possibly, possibly not even naked to, or noticeable to the naked eye. There's no way to be certain what is seen in the footage, although it doesn't seem likely to be a plane. If it was really recorded in super slow-mo, part of the problem with civilian reports and sightings is that the average citizens do not have that equipment to adequately, adequately, adequately capture evidence of weird things in the sky, unlike the military, who is expected to be watching for anything, for any flying crafts in the sky. There's an assumption that if there really were UFOs in the sky, the people who monitor the skies professionally for their jobs would notice. It's now coming to light that many pilots and military members have been seeing things they can't explain in the skies, but nobody is formally collecting those reports. And then just goes on to talk about the hearings that we were just talking about. I'm trying to find footage of this. Oh, here we go. Let me see if I can pull up this video. I don't want to see related videos. I want to see this video. What? Uh, see if it lets us pull it up here. It's a TikTok video, so it's. Well, that's not what we wanted to watch. Oh, I think he's pulling it up, Landon. Nope. Uh, you gotta you gotta pay to see it. Yeah, so that's kind of, I don't... You have to pay money just, just to watch the video? This video on this, yeah, it's some news website, and you got to pay pay to see any, any videos. Oh, jeez. So I can't see the video to tell you what it really, what, what she really captured, but... Basically, what this article is getting at is that there are some... That a lot of UFOs, civilians don't see, because our... Normally, we don't have equipment that can record super slow-mo to catch things like, like, like the military does. So... If you've got cameras that are, you know, they'd probably be three, $4,000 cameras that are capable of capturing super slow motion, put them at the sky for a couple hours, see if you catch anything. If you do, yell, let us know here, here on the show, I'd love to talk to you about it. Let's go to our next article. Um, and this will be our, yeah, uh, all right. Filtering out alien signals from Earth noise just got a whole lot easier. The search for alien life is, has always been hampered by huge ra by the huge racket the Earth generates, rendering it difficult to tease out alien signals from all the local noise. But a new method for recording radio signal travel through... I just lost my place. Interstellar space could narrow the search considerably. I think it's one of the biggest advances in radio SETI, which is a search for, a search for extraterrestrial intelligence in a long time. So astrophysicist Andrew Seaman, a co-author of a paper describing the technique and director of the Berkeley Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Research Center. Radio waves emitted by alien civilizations living on the far side of the Milky Way would have to be traveling 100,000 light years through interstellar space to reach Earth. These radio waves would be scattered as they encountered the, the, turbulent, the turbulent ionized plasma of interstellar space. This kind of turbulence is unique to the interstellar space travel and has been previously among observed among rapidly rotating stars called pulsars. The scattering produces a distinctive twinkle called the differential or the the the, the diffractive skillentation, where the radio waves start to interfere with each other. Astrophysicist PDA candidate Brian Brasiak, along with Simon and his colleagues at SETI, list, uh, Breakthrough Listening Project, this developed a program that can pick out radio waves with this interstellar interstellar twinkle 
uh, from the proverbial haystack. It's the first time we we have we. It's the first time where we have a technique that, if we have just one signal, potentially could allow us to intrinsically differentiate from other free radio frequencies. Basically, what it's saying is, when uh, if you know when when radio waves travel across the hundreds of thousands of light years of space, the radiation and whatever else out there in our cell space, it 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 like it makes the it you know it disrupts the radio waves. So now, so like one of the problems is when they're listening for these radio signals, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell, is that coming from Earth? Is it coming from a satellite? Is it coming from, you know, where's it coming from? Yeah. Well, now they can look, for, they can basically look for these, these for these radio signals that have that signature of traveling to interstellar space, and they can pick them out really quick. Instead of trying to, you know, so instead of having to try to look at 10, 10 billion, you know, bands, you can look at, say, a thousand. One and then. And narrow it down. So one and one and done. Right. Well, not one and done, but definitely a lot less. Yeah. So let's look at um, our article for this week. Our topic: It's the secrets of the Sphinx. Isn't like, isn't like the Sphinx like the weird looking statues in like the deserts you can see like that has like a that's like a body of like a lion like a head of a human or something like that. Yeah, it's just one of them, but yes. And it's on the Giza plateau in front of the great. In, in front of the three pyramids in Egypt, the the three major pyramids. Isn't those ones with like King Tut's tunas? No, no, no. That's the thing. They're supposedly the pyramids were supposed to be uh, uh, King Tut's tomb. No, supposed to be tombs for pharaohs. Nobody's nobody's ever buried it. We have yet to find any any human remains in any of them. They weren't built for. We we've been told since we were kids that they were built as tombs. Aren't there names for these pyramids? Yeah, there's a great pyramid which is the biggest one. I'm not, I can't. And then like, I think one's King's Ramses. I forget what their name, but they're they got different names. Uh, yeah, they each have different names. But yeah, King Tut was actually well, most pharaohs were actually built buried in underground tombs. Yeah. All right, so let's look at secrets of the Sphinx. So when you think of Egypt, what images come to mind? Landon. When I say Egypt, what comes to your mind? Pyramids, Sphinx, sand and stuff like that. Okay. So I was going to say the pyramids and, and the Sphinx. The Sphinx, the Sphinx has been a gigantic mystery for a long time. Napoleon visited, visited it as did many of the great Rome, many in the great Roman Empire. For many years until recently, it has been accepted by the scientific community to have been built at... Same time the Great Pyramids were around 2500 BC, so about 5,000 years ago. Give it to that I'm just saying, like, here's, like, here's the thing. What's the whole thing with the whole BC? What does that even mean? You just graduated from high school and you know what BC means. Uh, they never taught me that. Yes, they did. You didn't pay attention. So oh, there's boy, AD, there's AD and BC. Well, now it's AD. It's so. It's BC, which is before Christ, which is which, which is before Jesus was born. Okay. And then AD is anno dominant, means in the year of our Lord. Okay. So the year that they think Jesus was born would have been year zero. Now BC it actually goes backwards. So you have year zero, which is when Jesus was born. Okay. Supposedly, this is supposed to be year which they might be off by a dozen years or more. Alright. So, all right. So if you go from Jesus' birth forward. What would 15 years from Jesus' birth be? 15 A.D. Yeah. 
What would it be 15 years prior to his birth? Negative 15? It'd be 15 B.C. Oh. B.C. is basically the same thing as negative. Before oh, Christ, okay. B.C. It's just after after A.D., the years are counted up forward. forward. Instead of Going backwards. backwards, it's backwards. So if I say 2500 B.C., you'd have so it would be 2,023 years back to zero. Okay. And then another 2,500 years after that. So it'd be, so it'd be, it'd be 4,500, 4,523 years ago. Okay. So about 5,000 years ago. So anyways, um, it's generally accepted that by scientific community that, that the Sphinx was built the same time as the Great Pyramid, around 2,500 BC. The age of the pyramids themselves have begun to come into question because you can't carbon date rock. And the dated organic matter was what was found between the, the stone blocks. But think about it. How do we know the organic matter that was dated wasn't deposited well after the pyramids were built? Maybe somebody 3,000 years after the pyramids were built was walking through and they had, like, you know, maybe part of their clothing or something broke off or they had, maybe they were, maybe they were you know, maybe they were eating something and it fell off and went into the cracks and, that, and that's what's being dated. Uh, so... Could they actually be 10,000 years old or older? Recently, the age of the Sphinx has been questioned after geologists looked at the weathering of the stone that the Sphinx is made of. After much examination, the weathering on the Sphinx could have taken eight to 7,000 or, or seven to 8,000 years. So now the age is more likely 3,500 BC to 4,500 BC. The only issue is that Egypt has been a desert for over 5,000 years. Before, it was a lush jungle, and that type of weathering couldn't have happened in the desert due to the lack of rain. Yeah. So, if you do the math, you have to go back 5,000 years, plus the additional six to, six to 7,000 years for the weathering to occur, um, which would place the date back to eight or 9,000 B.C. or later. More than likely, either the Sphinx was built way before the, well before the pyramids, or they were both much older than we previously thought. One of the first oddities that stick out with the Sphinx is the face. The face is much smaller in comparison than the rest of the body. There are no known written records of the construction of the Sphinx, so it's all an educated guess, but more than likely the original, or likely originally, had the head of a lion or a jackal, but was later altered to put the face of the pharaoh in power at the time, and was, and was refaced. So it probably had like a lion or a jackal face on it. Because it was probably a lion or a jackal. And the pharaoh at the time wanted to show his power. So he had his his, his mason Man. workers go out there and redo the face to make it look like his face. Not the, not, not the jackal or lion that it was. Knowing what originally was depicted as the original face would greatly help to better understand the age and the origin of the sphinx. One of the newest theories that is gaining traction in the scientific community is that the Egyptians that built the Great Pyramid stumbled across the Sphinx and built their civilization and the Great Pyramids around it. Another major selling point is that the fact that the construction of the Sphinx was totally different than the method used to construct the Great Pyramids. When you look at the, and then when you look at the fact that the weathering on the Sphinx is factored in, it has to be much older than, uh, the, than the Pyramids are. 
More than likely, any known information was stored in the Library of Alexandria. The Library of Alexandria was one of the most significant libraries of the ancient world. This ancient library housed between 40,000 to 400,000 papyrus scrolls, equivalent to 100,000 books, and employed over 100 scholars. Sadly, Julius Caesar and his soldiers burned it down in 48 BC, destroying all the records, potentially even the accounts of how the Sphinx and the Great Pyramids were constructed. There is supposedly one other location that these accounts might be. Scrolls containing accounts of the Sphinx's construction, as well as the Great Pyramids, and even proof of the Empire of Atlantis, exist that, that the Empire of Atlantis existed could potentially be in the Egyptian Hall of Records. This Hall of Records has been talked about in hieroglyphics, but has yet to be found. And its very existence has yet to be confirmed. Like I said, it's it's written in, it's written in, in um, it's spoken about in, 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 in tales and hieroglyphics and scrolls and everything. But they they don't even know where to look. Supposedly they don't know where to look for it. But so where is this hall of records supposed to be located? Ironically, um, I believe it was. I forget where they. I I, I forget where they where they figured this out or how they get this information, but. It's said to be in a chamber located directly under the Sphinx. Oh, here we go. Okay, it was first mentioned by an American clairvoyant. That's the same thing as, like, a psychic. Okay. Kind of, kind of like a psychic. American clairvoyant named Edgar Case, who, named, who claimed to have seen the vision. The Hall of Records is said to be a great library that contains the histories of both the ancient Egyptians as well as the Atlantis civilization. Now, led by Graham Hancock and Robert Bouval, there is a movement to find this lost library. There have been seismic studies conducted, and a giant chamber was discovered under the Sphinx. Further expeditions to access the chamber have been restricted by the Egyptian government. The government is in great turmoil. It's, it's a very, very... Uh, it's, it's not a great place to be right now. The government's very unstable right now. Um, they don't want to change the other narrative. They like the other narrative that's been said, or you know, told by archaeologists, and they don't want it to change. So getting one of these expeditions is going to take a miracle. You know, so the restriction of the, of, of the or, uh, so that in itself is a whole show like I just said, and the restriction of the, of the Egyptian government is, is really holding things back. That, though, is though they're hiding something. Like I said, they don't want, they don't want the narrative to change. There's a lot of myster mysterious circumstances and facts surrounding the entire Giza Plateau, where the Sphinx and Great Pyramids are located. Will we ever figure out exactly what transpired there thousands of years ago? Personally, I think the only way is if the Egyptian government starts cooperating more. Starts letting us look for this Hall of Records and, you know, um, there's... Uh, just listening to Joe Rogan a couple days ago, I forget who he had on, it was a older episode and they're talking about how there's how there's chambers in this in the great pyramid and they cemented or they 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 took center block and blocked them off and no one's allowed to go there why what are, why do they keep hiding things because they don't want the narrative to change so i don't know what do you think about the sphinx do you think the egyptians did it or do you think that a civilization before them way before them created the sphinx I mean, Maybe even before the Great Flood. I don't even know. 
Because, I mean, like, what's it made out of exactly? Is it, like, sandstone or what is it? Sandstone, limestone. It's, I know it's a softer stone. That's why there's a lot of erosion around it. Yeah, because, I mean, like, if it was built before the Great Flood, it would have been destroyed. Because, like, because, like... Not necessarily. Because, like, here's the thing. If it's a soft stone material, it's doesn't not, that mean, like, it could be, like, easily, like, um, washed away by just, like, water? Nah, it, it's, it's heavy. Anything? It's heavy. Oh, is it heavy? It's solid stone, so... It would, it would try to move, move a small mountain. Yeah. Floodwaters would probably just wash over it if it would have been covered by mud, or... You know, when the, when the Great Flood came, maybe it was a desert that time, and it was and it buried itself in sand. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, maybe it was built by, like, a civilization beforehand, maybe? I, I really think it was built by... Like I said, I think there was a great civilization on this planet way before the Great Flood, and it was like we are now. You know, there, there, there. You know, it was a global civilization, like like we are now. It wasn't like you know, there was people that 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 live in Africa that only know the people in Africa. People in Asia only know the the Asian people, and there's people who live in North America who know who only know know about their small group. I think we were communicating and traveling worldwide. Like I said, with technology equal or or more advanced, advanced than we are now. Yeah. Something, you know, a great cataclysm happened. The, the, the flood talked about in the Bible. Noah's flood, like I said, it's talked about in all these civilizations. Yeah. Something happened, and yeah. that's what we got. That's honestly what I truly think happened. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I wasn't there. I, but it just it makes so much sense. So, yeah. so with that being said, let's get into the question of the week. So last week, the question was, do you think Tesla is going to remain on the top of electric cars going into the future here as other manufacturers are making more or starting to make electric cars? Especially considering, I think it's 20, it was 2032, yeah. all manufacturers have to start or can no longer sell gasoline and, uh, engine cars. It has to be all electrics. And so do you think Tesla is going to remain on top? And number two, do you think that our power grid is going to be able to handle it? What do you think? I mean, I think Tesla is going to stay on top of it. And, like, just by, like, my opinion, I don't think all power grid is going to handle it. Because, like, if you, cause like, if you think about it, every day, because with Tesla, you have to plug those things every day to keep that battery charged. Not every day. Oh, well. A full charge, they can go a couple hundred miles on a full charge. Yeah. And, if, like, I mean, like, like the difference is right. If I would use it for work. Yeah. I work about six miles away. Yeah. So say you get 300 miles of charge, that's 12 miles a day. I could go for almost a month on one charge if I take it just two working back. Yeah. But, like, I think that, like, the power grid won't be able to handle it just because of, like, how many times a day people will be plugging in their, their vehicles just to charge it. Right. Me? Far as Tesla. I think as long as Elon Musk is in charge... And as the CEO of Tesla, Tesla will remain on top because they have not just the charging infrastructure. Yeah. They have the production. They have, you know, they perfected the the uh, uh, the, uh, the designing of these cars. They've perfected um, uh, how to effectively uh, manufacture them. They've got the battery technology down, and they're they're advancing their battery technology right now to be even better. I really feel that Tesla, as long as, you know, because, you know, Elon's a very smart man, and he likes to stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. 
Like, do you know that when Elon, when they were first trying to get Tesla off the ground, that Elon would sleep in the factory? He wouldn't even go home. He would stay and sleep night after night at the factory because he would be working 20 hours a day trying to get this this car, this car company going. Yeah. I think as long as Elon's in charge, I mean, he is very distracted right now because he's got he's got the boring company, he's got Neuralink, he's got SpaceX, he's got all these different companies going. So he's got a lot yeah. on his plate. But I think as long as he's in charge as a CEO making decisions, I really think Tesla will remain on top. Now, when he steps down as a CEO and is replaced, that's a different, you know, I don't know. Depends who he's replaced with. But as far as our power grid handling, do you know what happens like in Texas? Massive heat wave. Everybody turns their air conditioner on. What happens? It probably. Probably. Power goes out. Probably. It causes a power blackout, or at least brownouts. Brownouts? Brownouts, basically, when you, when you have low voltage. Oh. You, and your lights are real dim because there's not full power. You know, if our power grid can't handle. If our power grid cannot handle. Um, if it can't handle us turning our air conditioners all on at the same time. Yeah. How's it going to handle, you know, half a billion cars charging? Yeah. I think, and they need to start doing this now because, um, moving forward here, you know, they're going to, they're really ramping up the production of electric cars. And gasoline cars are already starting to be faded, uh, phased out, and it's going to get worse, you know, more and more as we because you know, as, as we get closer to 2032, or 36, it's 32, I think it's 32 in California, 37 nationwide. But anyway, as, as we start getting closer to that date, you're going to have more and more electric cars and less gas cars. Yeah. They need to start maybe, like, using solar power. Yeah. Not, I mean, well, we need to start, re, you know, investing in more renewable energies, you know, for our power grid. But even yeah. that's not the problem. Even if we generated enough power. Yeah. We're using the power grid, the wiring infrastructure that was... Do you know when the, when a lot of these power lines were first installed and we're still using them? That we've just been replacing it as it goes bad? In this country, a lot of the power lines were originally put in in the 1800s, 19, early 1900s. Jesus. And we're still using them. Yeah. We just use them then when it, get, when it, when it wears out, we just replace it or make it a little bit, little bit stronger as, we, as time goes on. Yeah. Our entire electrical grid is not set up to handle this. So we, either, so I mean, we need to invest in our power grid, but we also any household that gets electric car as we get electric cars, they need to put solar on their roof. Even if it's just enough to charge their cars, put solar on the roof with some kind of battery storage. And use that to charge your car. That way, you're not on the power grid. Yeah. Minimum. And 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 I mean, you know, the problem there is no one's making money off of that. Yeah. So even if, like, the power company will come, put put a solar cell on your roof, just enough to power that that charge and charge you a monthly fee for that. Yeah. Put it put a meter if you have to, whatever. Unless you you can afford to buy your own. Yeah. Whatever. But they need to start. They need, they need to start selling the chargers in tandem with solar panels because if not, the power grid will not handle this. Yeah. So, looking at next week. Here's the question of the week. So, right now, all these UAP hearings are going on about UFOs, alien technologies. Um, within the next six months. Now, you don't, think, no, don't answer this now. It's a question for next month or next week. Let's look ahead six months from now when the hearings are over. Okay. Do you think anything's going to change? Like, 
you think someone, top government officials, is going to come out and admit that there's UFOs and alien technologies captured being used? There's there's that that their alien bodies recovered. Do you think the government's going to come out and admit that there's been a secret UFO pro, uh, program? Do you think that they're going to release more of these like Tic Tac videos like they've already released? Or do you think they're going to just keep hiding it, just you know, and just act as you know, uh, you know, as they have? Is there's nothing going on? So think about that. Let me uh, let me know next week. Well, you guys, you let me know you know, throughout the week. Um, as always, you know, you can reach out to us here on the show. You can email us. Uh, we have our phone line that you can call and let a voicemail. You can text us. Um, you can go to our Facebook fan page and drop us a line. Uh, whichever you, you know, whichever way you you plan to do, let me know. Uh, and, uh, until next week, thanks for tuning in. Until next week, stay safe. <laughs>